Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Tanya Diamond with us. Tanya is an authentic polymath, Tantra lineage holder, business and life strategist. She has impacted over eighty two thousand people and two thousand animals in sixty countries. Tanya is a TEDx speaker and organizer, four times international number one bestselling author, international speaker, certified speaker, coach for TEDx speaker, host of Thought Leader Talks, and an innovator of four high performance brands. Tanya, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Let's begin with your journey. Tell us something about you. You think everybody should know? And where to start? Know. It's a long story, so I'll just Reader's Digest version. I don't even think they have Reader's Digest anymore. Anyway, I've been around a long time. Let's just say that, and I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16 years old. Part of it is because I'm autistic. I don't work well for other people because I have an intolerance for incompetence. So what that means is when I went to get jobs with other people, I would walk in, maybe they hired me like a cashier for a mm-hmm. convenience store or something, one of my first jobs. And when the manager would come back, I would have rearranged the entire sh- store, the entire management system to make better efficient sense because I'm a strategist. And of course, people don't like that when you do that without asking them. But to me, if it's streamlined, and makes better sense, you're not losing money. And so from a very young age, I've been that strategist in the house, like even with my parents. If you're complaining about that, if you did it like this and this, that would be way more efficient and everything would be better. Like They didn't like that. It was pretty teachers. Let me tell you how much teachers don't like it when you tell them how to make what they're doing better and why their tests don't make any sense for what they want you to learn. Um, Yeah, so I've been labeled a problem most of my life because I tend to be very blunt and direct because I think it's a waste of time to not tell people what you think and what the truth of the matter is. People have also called me a know-it-all because I don't talk about things I don't know. Therefore, I'm almost always right when I say things, Mm. which is really annoying to people. Super annoying. (laughs) So these are some of my qualities as a polymath. Whenever I'm curious about something, I am gifted with the ability to read over 2,000 words a minute with an 85% comprehension rate. So I devour information on anything that I'm interested in. That was before Google. Google, oh, let me tell you what I can, and I like to read scientific papers for fun. That's my hobby. So basically, if I'm interested in it, I go do, do a deep dive. I learn everything about it. I could get a master's in it by the time I'm done with it. And so I'm curious about the world and lots of subjects. And as a strategist, life strategist, a business strategist, that helps because my clients can talk to me about anything, whether it's parenting, their sex life, how to make more money, whatever it is, I've probably mastered the subject well enough to definitely coach somebody into the right position to take. So most people don't pay me to ask them how they feel about things, which is why I didn't become a therapist. They ask me, they, they pay me to tell them what to do next the action steps to take to get them to the outcome the quickest, which is a little bit different than life coaching. So tell us about any coaching experience, any person or any like any experience the person has had, which has transformed their life eventually working with you. If there is a story that comes to mind in that. Oh, yeah. Like I said, after 82, and that's a conservative number, 82,000 people in 60 countries I've transformed. Yeah. I think Some of the most powerful, recently I've been working with TEDx speakers, and I think that it's really an amazing thing to help somebody have an idea, like this message. Usually people start with these huge 
messages. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand that an idea is different than a message. Mm -hmm. So helping people distill down to what their passion is that they want to say, but the audience wants to hear is pretty rewarding. Not more rewarding than maybe helping a parent with their kid who has problems, disciplinary problems, figure out how to communicate mm. or bring a couple back together that hasn't been happy for 20 years. There's lots of great stories mm. along the way. But I think the biggest, the most powerful thing I believe that my clients tell me the most, I'm not, even though I'm telling people what to do, I'm teaching them how to duplicate the process for themselves in the future. So I don't believe in tying somebody to me. I teach people how to do self-healing work if they have trauma. I teach people how to figure out what their blocks are, so their patterns and blocks, so they don't have to visit them. And then if they find another one, they have, they know how to move that because I've already taught them the tools, the self-healing tools, the self-awareness tools that they can use for the rest of their lives. And that to me, I think is probably the most powerful thing that people tell me is that I've given them tools that give them sovereignty. Wow. Tanya, tell us about something, okay, that we haven't asked you yet, but you would surely want to answer. So what would that question be? And what would your answer be that? Yeah, I think a lot of people, when they're looking towards their lives, creating a better life, a fulfilling life, something like that, a lot of people have a question about what's my life purpose? Life comes up a lot. It'll feel fulfilled. I don't know what my life purpose is. And there's so many things that you look at out there that are abstract. Oh, follow your passion and the money will follow. We know that's not true because there's a lot of starving artists. And affirmations are great, but affirmations, if affirmations work for everybody, everybody would have what they wanted. So <laughs> there's these misconceptions out there in the world of personal development and spirituality that are giving us stuff that then make us feel like a failure because mm -hmm. when we do them, they don't work for us. Here's the million dollar question about your life purpose. I believe all of us, and that means every single person, their life purpose is what I call self-management. And that means the understanding of how your nervous system works, your chemistry in your body, how to keep yourself mentally and emotionally healthy and physically healthy. If we can manage ourselves, manage our emotions, manage our chemistry, manage our intellect, manage these things, when we can self-manage, we actually can achieve more and be happier and content while we're on the way to achieving what we want than we could ever imagine possible. I made my first million at 24, I've cured three incurable illnesses. I've done everything that I set out to do, I've been capable of doing. And it's not because I'm super special. It's because my focus is that self-management piece, getting the right sleep at the right time maximizing my biohack, right? So maximizing my potential by managing my nervous system, understanding how that works. What am I putting into my body? How are my relationships playing out? And so if we focused our purpose, life purpose on self-management, the other stuff we would want to do would be so much easier. Tell us about the managing the nervous system. So any insights you want to give, like something that comes to mind? Absolutely. So most of us are programmed from before birth, right? Patterned. We're created to create patterns, neural pathways in our brain that have to do with our chemistry. Because a long time ago, before 400 years ago, we didn't have a lot to learn. Don't go to that cave 
stay away from the red berries, mm-hmm. bears will kill you, whatever. It was pretty simple. And we lay down these pathways as before we're six years old to help us navigate things without having to think about them all the time, keep us out of danger. And what happens is as time has gone on, we've got electricity and all of these things that are taking us away from our natural environment, which is being outside in the sunlight with our feet on the ground, grounding. Our nervous systems have become regulated as a normal, fair, as a normal thing, like especially depending on when you were born. But if you were born 30 years ago and forward, you're dysregulated from the start. You're born with anxiety, which anxiety turns into depression. You're born feeling more social awkwardness, the technology we use, less focus, less concentration, more ADHD. More of these diagnoses are happening when I really believe that this is nervous system dysregulation. So almost everybody I work with in the last 20 years, I have to teach them how to regulate their nervous system first. If your nervous system is dysregulated, it's hard to learn things. It's hard to focus on things. It's hard to feel good about yourself. And so these are things that everybody's facing, especially younger generations, 30 and under, right? And so by learning to regulate your nervous system, which means that you have to do practices that help your natural self regulate that, which means what? Sleep. We need to sleep. We need to be asleep by 10, not eight hours of sleep, but asleep by 10 because melatonin releases in our brain and we get a burst of energy after 10 that we think makes us a night owl. But in actuality, that's supposed to clean the gunk out of your brain. And if you're not asleep, it doesn't clean the gunk out of your brain. And then the hormones that are supposed to release between 10 10 and 2 2 a.m. don't release. And so you start a hormonal metabolic decline that doesn't catch up with you until you're about in your mid-40s. And all of a sudden, more chronic health issues and things like that show up. But that dysregulation means you also need to understand breath work. You need to know how to reset your vagus nerve, which is the primary nerve in your body that helps regulate your nervous system. Ours are all on hyper alert these days. And Mm -hmm. so by learning how to do a vagus nerve breath and reset your vagus nerve, getting the right sleep, getting outside and actually having sun on your body, seeing natural light, putting your bare feet on the ground, the natural ground does immense things towards regulating your nervous system. And of course, getting rid of blue light. And we all know what blue light is, right? Blue light is things coming off your device, electricity, in our house, after 7 p.m., only salt lights are on. We all have what's called flux. I don't know if you've heard of flux. Yeah. But, you know. so, yeah. Blue blockers or flux, whatever. All our screens are yellow, sepia-toned orange. And there's only red lights in the house, like if you have to go to the bathroom or something like that. And all that so that the body has a chance to reset, to heal, to regulate. When your nervous system is dysregulated, everything is harder. And all those practices you're doing, yoga, all of these things, if you're not addressing these basic premises first, being on the ground, getting natural light, getting the right sleep, getting rid of blue light, you're putting band-aids. Every supplement you take, every biohack you do, everything you do without those basic foundations is a band-aid that's not working as well as it could. Wow. You know a lot about nerves. I do. <laughs> and then about Thought leader talks. You are the host there? Yeah. So that, and I have to say, we, that just actually ended. I did their first, I'm not doing those anymore. That proved to be a big thing, but thought leader has a new thing that they're doing, which is thought leader talks, which is like TEDx talks, except it's for paid speakers. And I thought that would be a fun, I like to go and do things that are different. I thought that'd be a fun thing. I hosted the first one over here in Washington state. I had a great time, awesome speakers. 
But as a sustainable practice, that's not going to work for me. So I pivoted to organizing my own TEDx talk. So I am the organizer for TEDx Woodenville here in Washington Strait for 2023. And it's pretty exciting interviewing. I'm in the midst of interviewing lots of speakers right now uh-huh. to out the 15 speakers that I want to bring on the stage for this first TEDx that I'm putting. Wow. Tanya, tell us about the best ways of reaching out to you. What are, so your email, your website, or anything? Tell can... me how to find me. Yeah. If you can spell my name right, I'm on 30 pages of Google. T-A-N-J-A, Diamond. You can't <laughs> miss. <laughs> Literally, you, yeah, if you Google me, you will know if you spell the name. But it's T-A-N-J-A. And then at Tanya Diamond, my first last name dot com is my email. So that's pretty easy. But like I said, you just plug my name, Tanya Diamond, into search. Did you do that? So again, to Google. It's kind of everywhere. I have podcasts. I have books. I'm on Facebook mainly and social media, but LinkedIn. And I've been interviewed on probably thousands of podcast radio shows and different things. So you'll find me. Easy to find. Remember that it is Tanya with a J. Yeah. So last question, unfortunately, Tanya. Tell us something which we should remember. If there is nothing that we picked up from this conversation, yeah. what that one thing be that you would yeah. want every listener to take away from this conversation? Absolutely. What I hope is that you all realize that if you're trying to make your first online business, you're trying to make your first million, you're trying to find love, you're trying to whatever you are doing, that life purpose thing that I said about self-management is really the key. Because if you don't learn how to regulate your nervous system, you will fight and everything will be so much harder, like 50 to 80 percent harder than it would be. And you'll look for lots of outside band-aids to put on. But here, let me give you a quick breath work that helps to regulate your nervous system always. And it works. I don't do things that kind of work. It's not <laughs> that it always works. Yeah. And this is it. So you'll want to sit comfortably. And I don't mean straight up rigid. I just mean sit in a chair. Don't lay down. And you'll take two inhales through your nose. Just short. One, two. And then you'll exhale through your mouth with gentle pursed lips as long as you can. So it's an inhale, one, two, through the nose. Exhale through the mouth as long as you can. Inhale, one, two. Exhale, no breath holding. Just keep going. It should be eight times longer, four times longer, I'm sorry, than through your nose. But don't count. Just inhale short, exhale long. And the biggest thing is to stay relaxed while you're doing it. So you don't want to raise your shoulders. You don't want to make yourself tense. You don't want to grit your And every time you exhale, that long exhale, just pretend you're deflating like a balloon. Let your shoulders fall, let your body. So what this does is basically it affects your vagus nerve, which is the longest nerve in your body. It starts in your face, goes through all your internal organs. And you can check your pulse rate on this because when you inhale, your pulse is fast. And when you exhale that way, your pulse goes boom and your pulse starts slowing, which means your nervous system is relaxing and pulling itself out of fight or flight mode. And that is a key. And you can do that five minutes every day. You should do it five minutes every day and use it whenever you're starting to feel tense before a test, before on a phone call with somebody you're nervous about. Anytime you feel that tension in your stomach or the anxiety in your body, if you employ that and start brain training yourself that every time you do that, you relax, pretty soon your body will start to want to do it by itself because it knows because your body wants to heal and your body wants to feel good. So I teach all my CEOs that too. Okay. Now I'm really curious about this question because you made your first million by 24, right? Yeah. So what are the strategies? What are some tactics and what are some things that we should shortly know 
we want to hit that number. Yeah, of course, when I was young, I thought that money meant success. And so chasing that million dollar, we all have that, <laughs> right? It's a million dollar mark. Studies show that we're not actually happier after 150000 a year mm -hmm. exponentially to a million. So yeah. first of all, that million dollar mark doesn't mean a lot if you feel crappy and you're unhealthy and your whole life sucks. So just saying. And that's what happened. Basically, I ended up getting myself sick because mm. I worked all the time. So no like work balance. I worked 60, 70 hours a week to attain that million. I would not do it the same way. So once again, self-management, right? Mm much better. So how to achieve a million dollars when you work part-time and mm -hmm. you love your life? That's a different question. So let me answer that one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Most people are not consistent. They pick uh, something they're going to do and then they bounce around instead of staying the course. So picking one thing you're going to do. And now we know that basically online info products and online business is the fastest way. Affiliate marketing, of course, the big thing lately, right? But anything you pick, you can't just do it for a while and think, it doesn't work. You do it and you keep tweaking it. A million dollars is not that much. What does that break down to daily? It's not that much money. What is it that you can do that either makes you $2,500 products that you're selling or you sell $150,000 product a month? Okay. So the numbers, the strategy is easy. It's you find out how much you need to make a day and then you figure out what you need to do that. But you can't give up. I've been, I was one of the first women to make money online back in 1992 that wasn't in the sex industry. 1992. For, the, for all you listeners, I'm actually going to be 62 this year. So I've been around a while. And so the consistency, most people bounce around. Most people don't stay the course. And then it's easy to get stuck in what I call the suck of some money. You do something, you think it's a good idea. You make a little bit of money, but not enough to really do anything. But you think you have a good idea because of that. And so the other option, the other thing is not letting go soon enough to things that aren't working. You all know, you've got to all know this, that you can go read stuff online and try to interpret it. You can do reverse engineer people stuff. But the reality is mentor or a coach who's been there always going to get you there faster. If you're doing it on a shoestring, there's no such thing as making money online without spending money. People tell you that all the time. It's just not really true. There's a half a percent of people that maybe did that. But most of you, it's like you saying you want to start a, a million dollar business, but you only have 50 bucks a month to put into it. Yeah, sorry. That's just not real. So I want to take that hype that everybody tells you out of all that and say that it takes the right plan, which is different depending on what type of business you're running. It takes resilience and consistency to never give up and keep doing unless you've got a bad idea that's keeping hmm. you stuck and only making you a little bit of money and keeping you miserable the whole time. So I don't know if that's helpful. Was that helpful? It totally was. I got okay. every bit of it. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. But following success is really important, but it's, it should be following success that's in your genre, that's in what it is you're doing. And also don't hop from shiny object to shiny object. Only 5% of people ever finish an online course they buy. And most people buy hundreds. If you buy something from a coach or something, please finish the whole thing. Do exactly what they're saying. Finish the whole thing. Don't go away saying, oh, nothing ever works, blah, blah, blah. When you only did 10% and then you got hard, it got scary, something happened and you bailed. Simple as that, guys. Not easy as that, but simple. Pretty much most things are actually way simpler than we make them. That's my big tip of the day. Thank you so much for such a wonderful conversation. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you for asking me. Thank you so much again. I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys.